Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you all so much for the beautiful day you blessed us with. And now the blessed opportunity to get back into your word. Help us now as we continue our studies. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word of heaven, we'll turn to Exodus in chapter 20. And we see here what's commonly known as the Ten Commandments. And in here it speaks of heaven. And the heaven that it speaks of is speaking of the the universe, the space, the cosmos, all the stars and planets out in the universe and further, as it reads. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Now here we're talking all the way into the space, or even could be applied to in the sky. So he's don't make graven images of the fowl of the air, or the beast of the field, or even the fish of the sea. These to be carved or worshipped in any way. And as, as far as the space out into the planets and so forth, you have religions that worship the moon, such as Islam. The founding religion of Islam was the worship of Allah, which is their moon god. So that would be a violation of the first commandment here. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. That first commandment there. The Lord emphasized this one in the Gospels where he says to love God with all your existence, basically. And we are instructed here not to lift anything up other than God as a God. While we into it, let's go ahead and finish the commandments here. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. The seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth the sea in all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So here we see another reference to the Creator, creating heaven itself. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. 
Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Thus we see the Ten Commandments referring to the creation of heaven itself and referring to not to worship anything that is within the creation other than God Almighty. One and only true and living God and the only one that we should praise and worship. I now turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 4. And here we see a reference to God being in heaven. In Deuteronomy chapter 4. And here in Deuteronomy 4, we see Moses teaching the children of Israel while during the exodus from Egypt on their way to the promised land. As it continues here in chapter 4 of Deuteronomy. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you. We just read the Ten Commandments, which is the foundation of all those. Reads for to do them that ye may live, and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal Peor. For all the men that followed Baal Peor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. Keep, therefore, and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon for him. And what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons, especially the day that Thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. And he came near, and stood under the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire unto the midst of heaven, with darkness, clouds, and thick darkness. Here, in the reference to heaven, being up into the skies, up into the atmosphere. So when you're going through the studies and you're seeing the word heaven, which one of the heavens is he speaking of? 
Is he speaking of just the sky, where the clouds are? Is he speaking of the universe, or the great cosmos, where all the planets and stars are? Or is he speaking of the third heaven, which is the dwelling place of God? As it continues. And the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. Ye heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude, only ye heard a voice. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even ten commandments, which we just read earlier. And he wrote them upon two tablets of stone. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments, that ye might do them in the land whither, the, whither ye go over to possess it. Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you and Horeb out of the midst of the fire, lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image and similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female. Here he's telling them and reminding them that they did not look directly upon God, because God did not want mankind to carve a image by their hands, by their works, and then worship that image that would look like God. The likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air, the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. Just like you told us there in Exodus, the very first great commandment. Unless thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the hosts of heaven shouldest be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. Now here he's making reference to not to worship the planets, like those that follow their horoscope, or like I made reference to the foundation of the Islam church, worshiping Allah, which is the ancient moon god. As it continues, But the Lord hath taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt, to be unto him a people of inheritance, as ye are this day. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes, and swear that I should not go over Jordan, and that I should not go in unto that good land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. But I must die in this land, I must not go over Jordan, but ye shall go over and possess that good land. If you remember the account there, the Lord told Moses to speak to the rock and water would come out of it, but Moses struck the rock. And, he, and that simple gesture or that simple behavior was enough to cause him to be judged and not being able to be found worthy to go over into the promised land. Got to follow the instructions and follow them right. Verse 23, Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image, or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. When thou shalt beget children, and children's children, ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image, or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land whereunto ye are 
ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. Going against the first commandment. Creating idols, creating pagan gods, basically, in the image of anything that is in the heavens or in the earth or in the oceans. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, whither the Lord shall lead you. And there ye shall serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Isn't that awesome that he's pointing out there that even if you fail, even if you turn against him and get chastised and judgment come upon you, that there's still hope. Turn away from your wicked ways. Ask for forgiveness, and he'll forgive you. When thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, latter days, speaking of what is yet to come, if thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God, he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor Forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he sware unto them. For ask now of the days that are past, which were before thee, since the day that God created man upon the earth, and ask from the one side of heaven unto the other, whether there have been any such thing as this great thing is, or hath been heard like it. Salvation. The Ability to be forgiven, to be washed clean of your sins. There's nothing else like that. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard and live? Or hath God essayed to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation by temptations, by signs, by wonders, by war, and by mighty hand, and by a stretched out arm? And by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes, reminding them of their past, what the Lord has done for them. Unto thee it was showed that thou mightest know that the Lord he is God. There is none else beside him. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice that he might instruct thee. And upon earth he showed thee his great fire. And thou heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them, and brought thee out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt, to drive out nations before thee, greater and mightier than thou art, to bring thee in, to give thee their land for an inheritance as it is this day. He used and is using the children of Israel as a scalpel that he's speaking of there as they're journeying into the promised land and entering into the promised land and continuing that. Know therefore this day, and consider it in thine heart, that the Lord, he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee this day, that it may go well with thee, 
and with thy children after thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth, which the Lord thou, thy God giveth thee forever. Clear and simple, we worship one and only, the true and living God, no one and nothing else. Simple as that. Over and over it's emphasized, and we're told only worship the Lord, only worship God, not these graven images, not the moon God, not the animals, not the earth, nothing else, just the Lord God. Just like he says over in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Now Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The first and great commandment. And while we're there, he also says, And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. It's awesome how he focused it in, condensed it down to if we keep those two simple commandments to love God with all your existence and then to love others as yourself, all of the other some 613 statutes, ordinances, and commandments will all fall right into place. And the primary thing is to love God with all your existence and love others as yourself. And then all those others will fall right into place. So awesome what the Lord has provided us with. So awesome the grace that He gives us and the blessings and wondrous things we're able to see His creation all around us as we look up into the heavens. But don't worship those things as we look around on the earth. But don't worship those things either. Just God. The one and only true living God. I now turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 9. And here we see a reference to fences being so tall that they're reaching up to heaven. Basically speaking, to into the skies. In Deuteronomy chapter 9, pick it up verse 1. Hear, O Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day to go in to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself, cities great and fenced up to heaven. The reference that we read earlier about how they were going to go and be conquering these other nations and driving them out and possessing the land as part of the judgment because those nations were pagan. They were worshiping idols. And here it's talking about how great and fenced up to heaven, talking about how big of a fortification they had around these cities, these really high fences, all the way up to the sky, basically. A people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest, and of whom thou hast heard say, Who can stand before the children of Anak? Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee. As a consuming fire he shall destroy them, and he shall bring them down before thy face, so shalt thou drive them out and destroy them quickly, as the Lord hath said unto thee. Speak not thou in thine heart, after that the Lord thy God hath cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness the Lord hath brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations the Lord doth drive them out from before thee. That was a very important point that Moses was making to them. Don't think that the Lord is 
giving them this promised land because they've been so wonderful. They've been so righteous that they've been so obedient. No, he has chose them to be his scalpel, to go in and to do a work and get rid of the ungodly. The ungodly are being judged. Instead of flooding the entire planet and killing every man, woman, and child except the eighth that was on the ark, he's chose to strategically remove pagan worshippers, and these that are in the promised land. As it continues, Not for thy righteousness, or for the uprightness of thine heart, dost thou go to possess their land, but for the wickedness of these nations the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee, and that he may perform the word which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand therefore that the Lord thy God giveth thee not this good land to possess it for thy righteousness, for thou art a stiff-necked people. Let them go into that area and conquer the Anakims. They were very big, very tall. When the spies went over to check it out before they went into that area, they were talking about how big and ominous they were. They're fearful. They didn't want to go in. They didn't want to cross over. So the Lord let them wander around the wilderness for a little longer before coming back and going into it. And now he's telling him he's going to help them out. Don't worry about these big fellas that they're going to win the fight. When the Lord's with us, he can see us through whatever we face. And it's amazing what he's done for us and amazing what he's done for the children of Israel as he tells us through all of this records here of the history. It's amazing. All right, now if you will, turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 10. And here we see where it speaks of heaven of heavens, indicating the plurality of the heavens, as we can define the three, as I said, the first one being the sky that we know where the clouds are atmosphere of this planet and then the second being the whole cosmos of all the other planets and universe and so forth and then the third being the dwelling place of God. But here we see reference to it in chapter 10 of Deuteronomy. At that time the Lord said unto me, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and come up unto me into the mount, and make thee an ark of wood. And I will write on the tables the words that were in the first tables, which thou breakest, and thou shalt put them in the ark. If you remember the account, when Moses come down from receiving the first tables, or tablets of the carven plaques of the commandments, that the children of Israel had carved them a golden calf and were having an orgy and worshiping this golden calf. And it upset Moses so much that he threw the tables down on the ground, the tablets, and they broke. So now this is a, a reminder of what the Lord has done when he gave him the second set. Verse 3, And I made an ark of Shedem wood, and hewed two tables of stone like unto the first, and went up into the mount, having the two tables in mine hand. And he wrote on the tables, according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments, which the Lord spake unto you in the mount, out of the midst of the fire, in the day of 
the assembly, and the Lord gave them unto me. And I turned myself and came down from the mount and put the tables in the ark which I had made, and there they be as the Lord commanded me. And the children of Israel took their journey from Beeroth of the children of Jaakin to Moserah. There Aaron died, and there he was buried, and Eleazar his son ministered in the priest's office in his stead. From thence they journeyed into Gudgalda, and from Gudgalda to Jabath, a land of rivers of water. At that time the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord to minister unto him and to bless in his name unto this day. Wherefore Levi hath no part nor inheritance with his brethren, the Lord is his inheritance, according as the Lord thy God promised him. And I stayed in the mount according to the first time, forty days and forty nights, and the Lord hearkened unto me at that time also, and the Lord would not destroy thee. And the Lord said unto me, Arise, take thy journey before the people, that they may go in and possess the land which I swear unto their fathers to give unto them. And now Israel... What doeth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Note one of the very important points here. The Ten Commandments were given to us for our benefit, for our good. Read that again. To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. He spoke everything into existence. It all belongs to him. It is all his. Only the Lord had a delight in thy fathers to love them, and he chose their seed after them, even you above all people, as it is this day. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart, and be no more stiff-necked. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty, and a terrible with re which regardeth not persons, nor taketh reward. He doeth execute the judgment of the fatherless and widow, and loveth the stranger, and giving him food and raiment. Love ye therefore the stranger, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, him shalt thou serve, and to him shalt thou cleave, and swear by his name. He is thy praise, and he is thy God that hath done for thee these great and terrible things which thine eyes have seen. Thy fathers went down into Egypt with threescore and ten persons, and now the Lord thy God hath made thee as the stars of heaven for a multitude. There's a reference to heaven as well as the heaven of heavens, and he multiplied the children of Israel as the stars of the heaven. And then right into chapter 11, verse 1. Therefore thou shalt love the Lord thy God, and keep his charge, and his statutes, and his judgments, 
and His commandment always. It's what we're supposed to do. It's what we need to do. It's what we need to keep doing. The ones that were primarily for the Old Testament, we no longer have to follow because those are the statutes and ordinances that we're looking forward to the coming of the Messiah and His finished work, Jesus Christ. And He completed that. He says He wasn't canceling them. He was fulfilling the old statutes, ordinances, commandments. Even the design of the temple and so forth, the tabernacles, was all things that were prophetic, looking forward to the coming of Jesus Christ and what He would do for us and what He has done and is doing and will do for us. And he emphasized those two great commandments that we read earlier, to love God with all your existence and love others as yourself. And we do those and not to be worshiping anything in the heavens, no idols, no animals, no planets, no horoscope, no Allah, none of that. Only worship the Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In the heaven of heavens, let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the things you've recorded for us to be able to study. We look back at these historical events and how important it was for you to preserve them for us so that we can learn from them. We can learn from the mistakes and from the accomplishments of the people of the past so we can better walk the pathway you want us to be on. We thank you oh so much for allowing us to be able to study your word. Help us always stay hungry to dig deep into there to find that message that you want us to understand and apply it in the right way. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.